It's Paul. It's Florin. What are we grinding today? I know, let's grind some health tech startups. While enjoying a V60 with Burundi from Square Mile from London. Oh, Square Mile, this is going to be an awesome episode. Yeah, actually, it will be as awesome as the coffee. So a really, really nice coffee with really Creole notes. Yeah, and the plus side, Square Mile is from London. <laughs> anyway. Are you planning to go into health tech? You know... I would definitely like to do that, but as I was grinding all of these ideas about health tech in my head, I was like, I actually want to talk to Paul about this, because you've got some experience in this area, right? Yeah, but while getting there, like, does a health tech startup need sale? No, I don't care about it. It's just like, hey, what company would you start? And I'm like browsing the web like everybody does. And I'm like, hmm, health tech seems to be something these days. Let's try a health tech startup because that's what all the cool kids on the block are doing. And they seem to get more and more popular. So what's your take on the fake, uh, I mean, on the startups? Yeah, the actually, what, what, what Florian, I think, is trying to say is that all the cool kids are trying to make money in this area in which actually... Until you get money, you suffer a lot if you're doing the proper way. Yeah, that's exactly my point. Kind of like everybody's trying to do health tech startups, but doing a health tech startup can't be as easy as doing something in software as a service, right? Yeah, like look at us. So we were like three programmers thinking that we'll do on great startups in, in health tech. And three years later... Two of us are employees in product companies, in software companies, and the health tech startup is a zombie, almost dead. Yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, I guess it, it's not really as easy to do as anything else, right? So starting off the bat, what kind of problems did you guys get yourselves into? Yeah, so starting with the beginning, like what we tried to do was like to create a WhatsApp for medical advice. So if you look at it, that from, sounds good. Yeah, and our perspective was like, we only need to build a chat app. Exactly right. With some privacy. Some privacy. And then everything will come: the doctors, the clients, the money. And then you can just go ahead and milk the cow. Yeah, and the reality is nothing like that. All right. Well, tell us tell us a bit more about that. So everybody would think like when listening to this podcast, hey, this sounds that sounds reasonable. It's quite easy to do. You just have to build another WhatsApp. Uh, you just build a chat app and you place medics on that chat app. It it you know it, it sounds easy, but is it? Actually, it's not because. As funny as it sounds, in, in health tech, you don't need to start with a product. You need to start with the research. What kind of research? No, definitely the, the research in, in the medical field, like to see that there is something that, that you can do. And maybe we'll get a little bit later to this. But also in other fields that some think that is something weird, you need to start with the research in a legal area. Like what can you do? What can you not? 
How do you protect yourself? How do you protect the doctors? Because, hey, a doctor did like right. 10 years of studies and you might ruin his career or her career because like made something that is not allowed to. Yeah, I guess like the first questions to ask is like, if we get an actual medic to start using this app, can this backfire on that particular medic? Yeah, because like in the end, it's a matter of is it malpractice? Is it not? Is it allowed to do oh. that kind of medical service in that app or using that device? Because if we go in the hardware devices in health tech area, it's even more interesting. Yeah, and actually, is it like is it like a medical service? Are you allowed to say it's a medical service? Well, the the interesting part it's some lawyers and I quote here lawyers will tell okay. you that you should not put it as this. Why? Because if you kill somebody because hey in the in the health tech, like doing a wrong iteration, Mike let's hope no getting you to, to jail. And some of them will tell you like just write in the terms and condition that you're not providing a medical services. But <laughs> How, how how are you looking at this from a marketing perspective, for example? Yeah, well, from a marketing perspective, what you should do is say that this is the best medical service in the world. Without using the words medical service. Oh, come on. Then it's not fun for people. Why would they use it? Well, look, for example, in, in our uh, case, when we did our research like with, with a proper lawyer, like one specialized in, in the medical field, it was an interesting part, like only using the, the term patient attracts a lot of legal implications oh, for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because according to Romanian law, if you call someone a patient, All right. he has some legal rights. And and what are you doing as an app? You just call them users. <laughs> regarding, regarding, those, uh, regarding those rights, right? Yeah. So th that's the that's solution. So you call them users. All right. So you don't no. call them patients, you call them users. Exactly. The question is, are you okay with the fact that you don't provide that legal uh, rights that they have? Because that are there to protect them. Now you want to innovate and to skip these regulations because all of us look at the regulations like something that yeah, that you can just uh, skew your way. <laughs> exactly. So in, <laughs> in, in this field, basically, like, yeah. it, it protects you, it protects the doctors, it protects the users or the clients, because it's even more interesting if you call them clients. Yeah, they are they are supposed to be clients, basically, so. Yeah, but then the question is, they pay for the same medical advice without... Yeah, because the same they, benefits. Because they can't actually pay for medical advice, can they? Yeah, like in, in our field, they couldn't. All right, so basically what you've given to our audience right now is um, is quite a bit of a research that cost quite a lot of money, didn't it? Yeah, but it applies only if you're in Romania. Because another interesting part... That's even is, more interesting, actually. Yeah, because... Even if you are in the European Union and it's supposed like the law to be the same in, in all the countries, what is happening in this field from what we saw is that you have like 
certain regulation in a certain market. Yeah, and basically they they are different from country to country. Exactly. And it, it's interesting to see like the challenging and um, that the startups that try to go internationally uh, has. And yeah. it, it's even more interesting like to look at, at this. That idea work in US I just implementing it here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it won't work that way, will it? Because you have you have different laws, you have different ways in which uh, medics view these sorts of things. You have different ways in which hospitals work. Uh, you have different consultancy fees, so even your pricing model could be uh, could be smashed to pieces very easily, because. I mean, the the market conditions themselves are quite different from what you'd have in the United States. So then you can't just copy one from this area to the United States or one from the United States to Romania. You you couldn't really do that. Yeah. So that that's uh, also the mentalities of of the of the people. Also the uh, connected services like pharmacies and and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. I probably gave advice that cost me a lot of money, but probably if you're not from Romania and really into it and to sacrifice like all the time to, to make it work properly, because in Helltech, the probability is to stay a little bit and work on, on that startup. So it's not like just I build an app in one month and then I go yeah. on with it. Yeah, you can't, you, you can't really do that. I mean, you can do that even in... Uh, software as a service you clearly can't do that in the medical field yeah so probably the most wise would be like to have i don't know at least a year in which to research from a medical perspective and from a legal perspective like do very well your research medically and legally before actually building the product right and i guess that actually in all of the cases you first need to do your legal research and then according to the specifics of the app you also have to do the medical research because in your case there isn't as much medical research as there is legal research right yeah exactly so in our case was like doing to, to how the product was a lot of legal research uh, needed to see what the doctors are allowed to do or not and how we phrase the product and everything and the interesting part is that all these had implication in the product so actually we needed to rebuild the product and it was quite funny because actually like we were programmers yeah. and the first thing that we do like we were three of us and we start building a native app for android one for ios we're like 90 percent done with the android app then one of the co-founder wasn't working a lot All so right. i decided like to go just two of us and we were like, okay, we are two of us, none of us know iOS. What do we do? Well, we are programmers. We build a product. So we use um, cross-platform technology, basically building again the product, like the <laughs> oh second boy. mistake. That sounds, that sounds like a lot of work. And, and at this point in time, you hadn't done your legal research, right? Ah, no, no, no. Like we were just building product because we were oh, okay. hoping that once we have the product, we'll then just put the doctors the medics in. will come and clients will come and everybody will start chatting in the app and buying subscriptions. Exactly. Yeah. And then we started to test it with a few doctors and they were asking us, okay, what will happen if I do this? 
and it happens this to the user. Actually, one of two of them ask like until the end, like what's happen if I give some prescription and that person. Oh, well, that's something that people should consider. And actually, whoa, even if the even if the medic wouldn't think about giving that to your user, the user would request such advice from the medic. Exactly. Even like even more if they pay. Yeah. And we're like. Okay, I think you're supposed to do that due to the fact that I Google it and then uh, we're like, <laughs> I was like actually staying and thinking of it and like I just told to a person that I did my research on Google and I said, okay, this is, this is not okay. I should do it properly. Yeah. And I actually looked in, in the team that I had. And actually, like, we we're two people, programmers, and I realized the fact that, okay, the legal, but there is, like, more knowledge that I don't have in the team. Oh, yeah, like, like what kind of knowledge? So, for example, as I said, so we had only the technical knowledge. So I didn't had... Yeah, that's right. And the... you didn't even have, like, the Android part, right? Uh, the iOS, so we had only the Android. Yeah. yeah, so basically not even all the technical. But let's say we could have like changed this going cross-platform and, yeah, and true, things like that. True. So uh, on on this part. We didn't have the, the legal knowledge. Yeah. We didn't have like a proper medical knowledge, like a doctor with experience. Now with experience. So very important here, like, you can like just go and take a lawyer from any field because we tried this with one like was general specialized and actually it didn't and? help us at all. No? No. Why not? Because all that they did was uh, trying and looking just scratching the surface, you know, like building oh, okay. the terms and condition that it was telling you, like replying patient with the user. I see. I see. That's okay from a legal perspective. Now, is it from a moral perspective? All right. Do you want to be that kind of founder? Do you want to found an Uber? <laughs> well, I think with that, I can go to jail. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a happy thought right there. Yeah, so uh, on, on this side. So, yeah, uh, like uh, the technical the legal, the medical, and now an interesting one, the sales guy. Why? Why the sales guy? Because most probably in, in health tech, at some point you will go like business to business. Even if you're business to consumer, you might at some point need it to go like on a business to business level. All so right. there you need someone to sell. Yeah, and you can't really sell yourself because You've most probably got zero connections. I mean, you're you're a developer. It's not like you can have like a lot of connections with a lot of clinics, uh, which are as big as you know nationwide clinics. Yeah, and in order to to do that, you would say like you could know a really well-known doctor and go and talk with that one. But to get and to talk with that one, you need that sales guy to to open the doors and. Uh, exactly do this exactly, connection yeah. and now don't get me wrong like 
we know that in Romania there is some kind of opening the doors like I'm not talking about that part <laughs> but actually like proper uh, sales mm -hmm. like in a legal way yeah yeah um, and I guess if, if if you are going to speak to like medics that have access to a lot of clients and to clinics you actually need to be in the field and you could even be like a medic or something like that and still not have the proper connections to get you through the door to the business side of a clinic, even though you could have like a couple of medics that you know, also know a lot of other medics from a certain clinic, they don't really have the decision, uh, they don't have the power of decision, they can't say anything in the name of the clinic, they cannot get you through the door to start your first demo or to implement your first MVP uh, with the clinic so that they can give it... Uh, in some of their units, to all of the patients inside those units. Yeah, on on this part, and even like if you go like deeper a little bit, and you have like a very a very innovative like medical device or medical breakthrough, you still need that sales guy to to sell that IP. Because like if you do, let's say I don't know, uh, let's take that startup with the sleep analysis from from close so basically okay. what they are de doing there so they starting like doing initially a clinical uh research like the medical research now most probably they will get to some point in which they will have like very very good intellectual property there like from medical perspective yeah and that's very good right yeah an opportunity there for example would be to sell it to license it Use it in your own product, in some clinics, or I don't know, business to consumer. But still, you need that sales skills to to do that. Yeah, because yeah, I agree. You can do them all. So if you're very good on a medical side, probably you're not so good on sales. So you need someone on sales. If you're on technical, you will need someone on medical sales and all of that. So I think you need some kind of at least these roles in in a team, but I don't know. Like, how how are you seeing this from outside of the industry? Well, not that I actually think about it. Even if you would have, like, a medic, somebody who has done you know medical studies at university, and maybe he's already practicing medicine uh, in in a hospital. I mean, if I were that person, for example, so let's say that I would be that person, it would still be like. If I had to do a startup in health tech, I would still not have enough experience to decide what's good from a medical standpoint for my users or patients. So I would still need to get somebody that actually has a lot more experience to look at what we're doing and what we're trying to achieve. And I mean, I guess that as a founder, it would help me to really understand like what's going on, but I would still need extra skills. It's not as easy as it is in uh, any other kind of startup uh, where basically if you have some, I don't know, development skills, some business development skills, whatever, you, you can just go ahead and do it because you don't really need people with more experience than you because you can easily build the experience that you are lacking. In the medical field, I'm not sure that's quite as true as it is in other fields. So actually you would hire a consultant. Yeah, or... Uh, I know, give shares to 
to another medical guy who actually has experience and who really understand understands everything that's going on uh, with the patient, with um, ensuring that all of our experiments will go properly, stuff like that. Oh, you didn't understood my irony, like with a consultant, because you could have like just went to a very well-known person that do a lot of medical <laughs> events with a lot of startups and promoting them. Oh, Because... I see. That would be interesting. Yeah. 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 I I would like to be that guy. Isn't, is, isn't that guy popular? I well, mean, I, I guess I, all I those know. guys are popular, I, right? I, I don't know. So I, I didn't make it. At least I save money without paying a consultant. Yeah. Do, do people actually fall for that? I mean, do people actually pay those kinds of consultants? Well, it's it's interesting because unfortunately, a lot of young founders pay them with the equity. Oh, and you pay people who don't really have all the experience, all the necessary experience, and you give them equity because they sound good, they look good, and they've got really great presentation skills, right? Yeah, because like if I see a person everywhere, like at any event, on any panel on any on every banner yeah, everywhere on, on, on any... the web in every facebook event exactly so that person probably worked like 22 hours so 10 hours per day is at events and <laughs> 10 hours per day is working like in the real field so basically would these kind of people fall into the category of the serial powerpoint presenter I guess they would, right? Because they just make PowerPoint presentations that they show to everybody. And then everybody's like, yeah, let's trust that guy. That guy's an expert. Yeah, and the first two slides are with badges. With badges? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, like speaker at that event, panelist at that event, speaker at that event. Wow. that Those are some really good street creds. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're uh, we're obviously being sarcastic right now. So, <laughs> yes. if you were doubting it, we are sarcastic. We're just we're just saying it loud, out loud, okay? <laughs> yeah. So basically, like, if you need a uh, specialty in in a certain field, like in health tech, go to a proper specialist. Like in our case, for example, we were a little lucky to to be able to work with that uh, really good lawyers that were specialized on the medical stuff. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, anybody can give advice and you really need to check their credentials. So, let's uh, let's see. So, basically, what's brewing right now in the startup industry is health tech. Everybody wants to get into health tech. But from what I understood from today's episode, I myself could not really get into health tech. Because I would just have experience in product management, marketing, SEO, obviously SEO, uh, social media and other stuff like that. And even as a product manager, if I do say so myself, uh, we've built a couple of products that are, that are you know, remotely successful. Some of them are successful. Um, but we still couldn't get into health tech because we lack all of the skills that are actually important. <laughs> like exactly. medical skills, legal skills, sales skills really really good technical skills because like a bug here oh yeah we didn't even get into that right we should do you, you know what we should do paul we should do like a whole episode 
about lean in the health tech yeah. and fast and how you can really and... do lean startups in health tech how you shouldn't do lean startups in health tech because you're just gonna wind up killing people you know in my case if i do something like that um some people will not be able to use the product for a while until we fix the bugs but in case of health tech some people won't be able to use their brain for a while. or their hearts or their livers let's hope only for a while yeah in an assisted environment well so basically like not killing them at all like doing like this this is a bit depressing so you've just ruined my dream of going to health tech because i've got none of the skills but necessary to do that you can make a powerpoint and go to an investor that's it or to fund and that's take some it. money Oh boy, I I I should really do that. I I'm really good at PowerPoint stuff, so I should just go ahead, build a couple of slides. I'm not doing anything for real in the health tech, and I'm just going to do a couple of slides and then I'm going to be become a serial PowerPoint presenter for the health tech industry. Again, I hope you feel the irony. So if Florin is pitching a health tech startup, like he's serious. So please don't don't think that he will pitch for some money only. So we're like just sarcastic here with PowerPoint startups that yep. only want to raise some money. To buy yeah. some devices and pay some consultants, and then you never hear from those guys ever again, and they never really launch on the market. So, but hey, after that you can sell consultancy because actually you had an awesome startup. Oh boy, that's that's wrong in so many ways. <laughs> yeah, and and that's we, and that's we said you should really choose your consultants wisely. Now, I think that we've actually you're a specialist. Sorry managed... for interrupting. <laughs> um. We've managed to really grind the topic here. Uh, we've also done a recap. And I guess that for now, the most important part would be to choose, like, what would be the fantasy team draft? What would be the best kind of team that you could build if you were to create a health tech startup today? So what would it be, Paul? So definitely the, the medical specialist, like a really, really good one in that field. And who has some degree in medicine, right? Exactly, like a proper doctor. So not somebody who's talking about the problem from, I don't know what, um, internet sources. Or a person who had that medical issue or hit around that uh, medical... Uh, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean, but if and if I would, you know, let's say that I would have diabetes... Uh, even if I would start a startup in uh, that that takes care of diabetes, um, I would still need a medic, right? Yeah. So basically, if you're not having the the degree in medicine, like make sure you take someone in the team who has it. Yeah. Okay. Then take someone who's like a really good legal expert in that medical field, like in that medical specialty. Okay. Take someone who's really good on the technical side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was like the last point of the recap. Yeah, sales. If you go business to business, and someone who's really, really good at product, and most probably we'll talk about this in that episode with like going lean and iterating in the in the health tech. Yeah, that's gonna be hard to find because most product guys just wanna do lean startups. So <laughs> yeah, like we'll have to see about that. A doctor, a tech guy. A lawyer, a sales guy, a product guy. 
this is already very different from most of the startup ideas that you could ever see in like startup weekend competitions or you know usually all of the startups that get funded on TechCrunch where you don't necessarily need to have a lot of people uh, who know what's up in a certain field. I mean, they could have some remote experience in that field. Maybe it's like a web designer creating a startup around web design and, you know, boom, he can totally make that happen. But in the medical field, you need this kind of dream team that we've talked about uh, in this episode if you really want to make it happen and you don't want to end up as a serial PowerPoint presenter. Yeah, exactly. And on a short note, we're not consultants, so not giving advices here. We are not your lawyers. Like selling advices. So probably if you think they are valuables, you should. And nothing that you have heard in this here episode constitutes any type of legal advice, medical advice, healthcare advice, startup advice, or anything for that matter. But if you want, you can buy us a coffee. <laughs> Buymeacoffee.com and we're going to have a link there so you can actually do that. See you next time. See you next time. And maybe we'll prepare a PowerPoint presentation.